Hey, just a warning. While Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where we've been trapped in this room for over 50 hours and counting. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. This is quite an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode is quite an episode, but this is quite an episode. This is quite an episode. <laughs> quite a 20-minute experience. <laughs> I I do want to start out by reading part of the episode description from Netflix. Um, the episode says, Steph and Kimmy host a Lamaze class at the house, dot, 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 with hilarious results. Yeah, I think people who are th- things that are actually hilarious, you don't need to be told that it's hilarious. When you're putting that in the yeah. description, it's sort of a sign. There are some there's there's are a lot of things I really like in this episode. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as we expected based on that description. Yeah, no, no. Specifically, there are some characters that carry their entire side plot. Yeah, guys, hijinks and so uh, mainly that one that they thought was going to be hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Yep. But guys, we open up at Harmon Fuller Pet Care, where one Dr. Matt Harmon, or should we say Dr. Stud Harmon, you get it? Because he's an attractive dude. Uh, He's on the phone and he's flirting with someone. He's flirting with a little bunny. His little bunny. He says his little bunny, and DJ is like, "You mean a real little bunny, or does someone have a girlfriend?" I don't think they actually played that sound there. No, but we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, he does have a girlfriend. Ooh, who calls ooh. him Big Thumper, which I don't even yeah. want to begin to know what that means. I here's well, I think it's <laughs> she's a little bunny. Yeah. And he's Big Thumper, which is a reference to the bunny and Bambi. <laughs> yeah. Of course, the hottest character in the Disney canon. But also, what is he <laughs> thumping? Like sex. Her. I think, I think like he's sex. thumping her, Harrison. It's like sex, Harrison. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like sex. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I, I know. I was trying to be mysterious about it. <laughs> you're trying you're trying to save some of the allure in the, the romance allure, yeah <laughs> i i commend you harrison yeah i commend your effort however not this time i think i think matt is doing a sex with his girlfriend yeah yes He's, is wait are you saying that characters are having sex in my family friendly fuller house sitcom i think they are well not on screen <laughs> oh okay at least, at least it's not on screen. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, DJ tells Matt that she's got two more tickets to an escape room and that he should bring his little bunny and come and it'll be like a great little double date. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And Steve's going to be there and Steve misses Matt. He sends him uh, a foot shaped box of chocolates. Yeah. Matt, Matt says he sent me a foot shaped box of chocolates, which he usually only does on Valentine's Day. I love the fact that it's a yearly occurrence that Steve sends Matt chocolates. Well, my favorite thing about it is that DJ then says, she gets the oh, we got gift. the same gift, uh, <laughs> which means that Steve got Matt the same gift he got his girlfriend. <laughs> this really just shows that Meeve is the perfect ship. Meeve is the perfect ship. Yes. Steve is definitely just as in love with Matt as he is with DJ. Oh, for sure. Bravo. And we will see Bravo. later on in the episode Bravo. because... We get the wonder of the Steve and Matt bromance. It's so good. Yes. It's back. They're back. The boys are back. The boys are back in town. Is that a musical bits? Was that a very tacit musical bits? I mean, I... Sure. (laughs) That's not at all how the song goes. I know it's not quite how the song goes. It's just the way you extended it at the very end. I'm like, is he trying to sing it? Or is he just <laughs> no. saying it? I, you know, I'm going to leave that one up to interpretation. 
All right. Well, you left it. I I was interpreting it, and now you're saying no, Mark. You're stupid and wrong. Yeah, you leave it up to interpretation as long as your interpretation is correct. Well, now that I feel terrible, I think we <laughs> should move on to the next scene. Sure, I agree. Where. Jimmy and Steph are getting ready to host their Lamaze class, like we said in the episode description. Right. Whoa, no way. That actually happens in the episode? Yes. I had no idea. Is it hilarious? Do hilarious does hilarity ensue? Well, Jimmy does say that it is going to be amazing. Oof. And it does catch on. Jimmy yes. Jimmy carries this subplot on his back. Yep. Jimmy and later Steph. Steph has some good moments. We we like Jimmy and Steph, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Hagenbuch's back must be hurting from carrying the entire show. <laughs> That's why Jimmy Gibbler had to be so ripped. Hell yeah. <laughs> so he could carry the show on his back. I, oh, I'll never get over the fucking sexy Jimmy Gibbler car wash. <laughs> of course. It's... <laughs> You know, it's 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 a little known fact. Um, one of Hercules's nine labors was um, to hold Fuller House for a time. Mm, yes. Um, but he tricked Jimmy Gibbler into taking it back because um, Jimmy is is a little dim. I must say, <laughs> a little bit. I don't know if you've yeah. noticed it. He's kind of a dummy, but we love a dummy. What he doesn't have in brains, he makes up for in heart. Yes. Yeah. He's gotten far enough in life based on that. So, yeah, yeah, he he invented, as he tells us right here, he invented the phrase cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, did how that. did he do that? That's my question. Well, I think he just started using it and it caught on much in the same way as he assures us Lamazing is going to catch on. I, I really hope that someone, if there is a Wikipedia page for cray cray, someone just like edits it to say the word was popularized by Jimmy Gibbler. Oh no. It's like a Dan Avedon Qumran cave scenario. <laughs> but I I forget the context for this, but we do also find out that Jimmy keeps his entire life savings in a sock. Yes, that is also a thing. Yes. He has a, a sock full of coins and he's really popular at the local wishing well. The kids love him. Which that must mean his life savings are like five dollars. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to to measure it and take into account the uh, the various different coins you can have. Mm, yes. To be fair, this is a character who at the at his introduction in the series was living in his van. Yes, right. I'm I'm sure. Okay, I Harrison, I think you're completely right in that. It's not all uniform, the kinds of coins. I'm also wondering if there's like a good deal of foreign currency in there. Yeah, this is a bunch of like euro and coins and Canadian dollars. He definitely has some yen in his sock. Yeah. <laughs> some yen. Yeah. He has some foreign wishing wells he, he frequents. Yes. Oh, yeah. And like you got you got to be courteous and use like only the local currency in the wishing wells. Yeah, or else the evil spirits will get you. Exactly. Yeah. That's how wishing wells work. Yeah. That's that's what my dad said. What did you <laughs> I had a scary childhood. Oh boy. That was a joke. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Guys, Ramona is organizing a rally. Heck yeah. Right, yeah. Ramona's gonna be an activist. And J Money's coming too. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm organizing a rally and trying to give back to the community. And Jay Money is like, and also me. Yay. And also I am going. And uh, Max also has a foolproof plan because Jay Money wants to show off his cool new football jersey. So we had Tommy roll around in the dirt to make it look like he actually played football. Ramona asks him, why are you coming? Jay Money says like, oh, I just care about the community. And and we all went, oh, is Rocky going to be there? And then Max comes in saying, oh, you told me that you wanted to wear your jersey in front of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. We expected one thing and they gave us another. Yes. Yeah. And you're right. They Max and Tommy dirty up his jersey. So it looks like he actually played. Fantastic. <laughs> That's going to look very bad when he yep. <laughs> when he has to take pictures with the team. Mm -hmm. They also, 
There's a joke where they say, and and we're almost done with your pants. And then Cosmo comes in wearing his pants. But they yeah. cut a hole out for his tail. Yeah, I noticed that too. They cut a hole for the tail. And like, he's going to have to wear that. He better make sure to put on some boxers over that jock strap. <laughs> or, or maybe J-Money should grow a tail. Ooh, yeah, that's not, that's an option. I'd love to have a tail personally. That would be so cool. Having a tail, I feel like, would be pretty cool. Yeah. What do you think some of the major benefits of having a tail are? Because I've never really thought about it, but I'm willing to be convinced. Well, I only want one if it's one of those, like, cool prehensile tails. So mm-hmm. we basically mm-hmm. have a, 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 a third arm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Be able to, like, grab stuff with your tail. A yeah. third arm on your butt. Yes. Yeah. A very long third arm. It's perfect. I could just like I could get like a pull up bar or something or like anything that I could hang from in the ceiling and hold on to it with my tail and I'll I'll look like I'm flying and it'll be great. It's like usually I eat one sandwich and then sometimes I'm eating two sandwiches. But if I had a tail, I could eat three sandwiches. See, Mark, Mark gets it. (laughs) Mark understands. Sometimes you just really need to eat three sandwiches at the same time. (laughs) Guys, don't you hate it when you're like looking all over the house for your sunglasses and turns out you were holding them with your tail the entire time? Don't you just hate when you're trying to eat three sandwiches and you only have two arms? (laughs) Don't you just hate when you're trying to eat two sandwiches and also dribble a basketball? (laughs) And so you just you need a tail to dribble the basketball? That's a callback to a previous episode of Fuller hey. House. Oh, yes. uh, I forgot about that, but that is such a good, oh my God. We love our sad, sad boy. We love our sad boy. We should also say the thing Ramona is campaigning for is they're holding a rally to try to get a student onto the school board, mm-hmm. which is a noble cause. To which my immediate response was, I really hope that one, they succeed, and two, the student representative is J-Money. Get J-Money into politics. Yes. We need more unremarkable white men in politics. <laughs> yes. And that's why I'm running for president. <laughs> <laughs> under under my leadership, the leadership of another mediocre white man, such as myself, hmm. we will bring America into a new golden age. Votes Act 2020. I will therefore be having... Mark is my vice president and Harrison is my secretary of state because, you know, it just wouldn't feel right. You know, I appreciate I'll handle the corruption, guys. I will make sure to embezzle all the funds and uh, invest heavily in private military contracts. And I will not have many responsibilities as outlined in the Constitution. Give me your vote. And I promise you, we will lead America into a very mediocre age. (laughs) Thank you for your time. Vote for us and we can all be sad boys. Please clap. We can all be good time boys under the leadership of Zach Horowitz. Yeah. Horowitz 2024. Yay! Yay. I'm Zach Horowitz and I approve this message. I just imagined you debating Ramona Gibbler and everyone just like ignoring what she's saying and clapping for you because white man is speaking. Of course. <laughs> Like she just starts speaking and I pull out like a sandwich and start eating a sandwich at the debate. <laughs> or or you, she starts speaking. You just pull out like three sandwiches. You start eating one of Ooh. them with your prehensile tail. Yes. Ooh, wait, hold on. Tyler also came up with a very good campaign slogan. Ooh, uh, like 2020 Yes. Yep. Yep. That's the one. And that's on that one. note, that's, we're going to cut over to the next scene. That is beautiful. <laughs> we're going to cut over to the next scene. We okay. are at the escape room and it is... Murder mis- British murder mystery themed. Mm. Yay. And guys, DJ does some accents. Oh, those are terrible. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Oh, Jesus. They're, they're well, bad. I guess it's time to play everybody's favorite game show. Say it with me, guys. Is, is that racist? racist? Where the answer is always yes. <laughs> I don't think it's super racist in this instant. And of course, the joke is that she's doing the accents badly. I'm just not a fan of character does accent poorly as a joke. Yes. I mean, I just really wanted to do the bit again. It's very true. True. (laughs) It's a very fun bit to do. Very fair. I will say the the one time I think it's worked is when Mac does a bad Swedish accent and it's always sunny and then immediately goes, that was a good accent. That's good. (laughs) 
But yes, they're going to solve a murder, maybe, or escape a room. Probably. And it's British. Yes. Yes. And the guy running the escape room, I, he's great. The guy running the escape yes. room is pretty great. Lord Nigel Pennywhistle. He has a wonderful dramatic energy. Oh, he's great, yeah. Um, and he comes in and he's he's very excited for their escape room. Uh, and he interrupts Matt as he's about to tell DJ something important. We keep, we forgot to mention he keeps trying to tell DJ something important about Little Bunny, but uh, she keeps like yeah. pushing him away yep. or whatever. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to know. She, all I know is that she calls you little bunny, and now I know too much. She, yeah, she basically has that line at the beginning. He's like, ah, oh, DJ, there's one more thing I should tell you. And she's like, hey, I already know everything I need to know. Goodbye. And she leaves. Oof. And then she's, as Lord Nigel Penny Whistle closes the doors, DJ starts to run after him saying, oh, Max's girlfriend isn't here yet. And she opens the door, and who should be there? But Gia. Gia magically appears. It's magic. It's magic. And here's my favorite thing. DJ immediately goes, Gia, what are you doing here? We're all waiting for Max's girlfriend to show up. (sighs) And then then Gia starts making out with Matt. I said Max's girlfriend. I meant Matt's girlfriend. DJ is... er (laughs) I'm messing up a lot. Gia is not dating DJ's 10-year-old son. Oh, thank God. I just want to make that clear. Because that was a very different episode of Fuller House. Yeah. <laughs> on this on this very special episode of Fuller House. <laughs> Starring Chris Hansen. Oh, my God. Oof. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Really, Deej? Y- you can't... Put two and two together until you see them literally making out? <laughs> because the idea of Gia being attractive to another human being is that disgusting yeah. to her, I think is the uh, the implication. But, uh, yeah, and Matt says, oh, I tried to tell you, DJ, and DJ's like, well, you could have tried harder, and we're like, no, DJ, you left! Yeah, yeah, this, this is completely on you, DJ, you didn't... He was going to tell you, and then you refused to let him tell you. That's on you. (laughs) There's no blaming Matt here. What did you expect him to do? Text you or some shit? No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what do you expect him to do? Pick up a cell phone? Like what we all have on our persons the entire time? And say, hey, DJ, fair warning. The person I'm dating is Gia, who you know and don't like. Okay, bad example. (laughs) Anyway... Yeah, maybe maybe DJ has a point. Yeah. Which is a sentence we never say. That's true. We're very mean to DJ on this show. We're very mean to DJ and Kimmy, and they probably don't deserve it. It's just that I think they are the weakest characters. Yeah. We kind of do genuinely love everyone else. Yeah. And then it's it's not even like and it's not a performance thing. I think the actresses are doing a great job. I just think the jokes aren't quite as strong as some of the other characters. I agree. Yeah, that's that's the issue. Yeah. And 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 also that they're given so much focus if they were a little if they were minor characters and the focus was elsewhere, I think we wouldn't be as as annoyed by them. Because the other characters are great. I mean, Steve in this subplot is kind of perfect. Oh, he's lovely. Oh, he's great. Oh, yeah. Steve is great. Oh, God. There's a very good uh, line where like, DJ just gets really annoyed with uh, Matt and Gia doing really well at solving puzzles. And she's like, all right, well, I guess we're just going to split up. And find out, like, you know, she wants to get away yeah. from the two. And then Steve's going to be like, all right, cool. I'll go with Matt. Yeah. And uh, Steve is just wonderful. Steve is the best part of this subplot. Yes, he is. His number one choice is is Matt. Is Matt. That's his partner. <laughs> I love the... Uh, just, I that it was immediately like, okay, cool. I'm going to go with Matt. <laughs> and then DJ's like, no, you're coming with me instead. Split up. You know what that means. <laughs> My guy, Matt. but we should also mention that we cut back to the Lamaze class and they do the whole oh 
Fernando's not the father of my baby, though we are married. The father is my brother. It's just like, they keep trying to explain what a surrogate is without actually saying the word surrogate. And this is something that happens a lot, and it's really annoying. It's like, just just say you're a surrogate. Yeah. Say you're a surrogate. You've made this joke before. Friends made this joke about 10 to 20 years before you did. It's like 15 wasted seconds. It's almost as if they don't know the word surrogate. Maybe they don't. Maybe they've just been confused this entire time because people keep saying surrogate. Ooh, guys, is this like a really boring episode of The Twilight Zone where everything is the same except the word surrogate doesn't exist in the English language? (laughs) And there's one person who still remembers the word surrogate and they're just like going crazy. That that'd be wonderful. Oh, my God. Yes. It's an alternate dimension. It's an alternate dimension nestled somewhere in the Twilight Zone. Now there's a musical bit. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. We did it, guys. We did a musical bit. Yep. That's my pitch for a really boring episode of the Twilight Zone. I love your other pitch, which is just a restaurant, but all the chairs are moved around. Ooh. <laughs> what? Why are all the chairs moved around every time I leave the room? <laughs> anyway. But with the intensity of William Shatner oh. seeing a man on the wing <laughs> yes. of a plane. Yes. All the chairs are moved around. <laughs> What's going on? I can't trust my reality. But also, guys... Kimmy doesn't want this journey to be over once she gives birth. She doesn't want to be done with this baby, which is not her baby. Yeah. That's such a strange one-episode character arc to fixate on. It's very strange, and, like, I kind of get it, but also, like, Kimmy, you're not forgetting why you're doing this, right? Yeah. Also, you live in this house. Like, what do you mean people are going to forget you once the baby is born? That you're not going to be a part of their lives. You all live in one house like a bunch of weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Your fiancé lives next door, and yet you still live in this house. Your your fiancé lives next door, but functionally also lives in this house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And even not functionally, remember, the Gibbler house... Is the same set, but mirrored. That's beautiful. I always forget. That's beautiful. Oh, God. Yeah, that is it's mirrored and there's and it's haunted. And also the Gibbler house is haunted. It's also haunted. So he has got. Did we ever pitch a spinoff that's just Fernando and a bunch of ghost friends? I don't think we Ooh. ever did, but that Fernando, Jimmy yes, and a bunch of ghost friends. Yes. Yes. That should be a spinoff. Fernando, Jimmy and a bunch of ghost friends. But yeah, back at the escape room, DJ wants to split up. Steve wants to go with Matt. DJ goes, Steve. And he's like, right. Uh, of course. <laughs> oh, yes. I want to be with DJ. Yeah. And not the true love of my life. <laughs> Dr. Matt Harmon, a.k.a. Dr. Stud Harmon. Quadruple. 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 Ooh, I think they'd make a very happy but interesting quadruple. Quadruple, 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 quadruple. That is maybe my other pitch for a spinoff. Just a family sitcom about a quadruple. Yes, but specifically DJ, Matt, Steve, and Gia. Yep. We also, very important, we find out that DJ is a fan of National Treasure 2, the Book of Secrets. Yes. (laughs) She says it's the Godfather 2 of the National Treasure series and yes. that it is the second one. It is the it yeah, to be fair to her, it's the second one. Yeah. But what does that equate to in value? How does she feel about the first National Treasure? I mean, I guess it's the Godfather of well, National that, yeah, Treasures. That it is one of the best films in cinema history, but arguably National Treasure 2 the guys, Book of Secrets. Guys, is, guys. Yeah. National Treasure 2 is the Kung Fu Panda 2 of the National Treasure series. <laughs> You're the stupidest movie I can think of. You're literally seen. correct. National yeah. Treasure 2, the Book of Secrets, is to National Treasure as Cars 2 is to Cars. Yes. That too. Yeah, that also works. 
Cars 2, Electric Boogaloo. National Treasure 2, The Book of Secrets, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Wait, National Treasure 2, the, Ch- the Book of Secrets, is a, is the Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeakle of the National Treasure series. And with that, I am declaring that we have to move on. Yes, uh, DJ mentions this because Steve is like, how are you so good at solving puzzles? And DJ is like, you know how much I'm into the National Treasure franchise. And also Gia is very good at escape rooms because she's escaped many rooms in her lifetime. Thanks to her relationship with very timely pop culture reference, uh, her brief relationship with Charlie Sheen. Yes, (laughs) a very timely reference as of right now and also when the show was made. Yeah, that that's all. Yeah, that is true. This episode came out like maybe well, like two, three years ago. Yeah, Charlie Sheen wasn't relevant then. No, was he? I, I no, feel like no. Have, there's always some bad news about Charlie Sheen that comes out every two or three years. Sure, but I'm willing to say that this wasn't the hilarious reference it would have been in like 2005. No, definitely. Not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. DJ and Steve are getting absolutely bodied in the the treasure hunt. Yes, I want to mention a line that I think is very important where DJ's just like, God, Gia just gets me. She's like a pebble in my shoe. And Steve says that she shouldn't diminish the severity of pebbles in shoes. He once saw a man die from a pebble in his shoe. Wow. Maybe not that primarily. He was also hit by a car, but... (laughs) It was a very good line. It was a yeah. very good line. Steve is the best between... Yeah, Steve is wonderful. Between I'm teaming up with Matt and I saw a man die from a pebble but also being hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> but also on a related note. How did he know the pebble was in the shoe? Did the car crash into the podiatry office? Well, I think it's like one of those things where it's like uh, he gets hit by a car and everyone's like, oh no, he's been hit by a car. Is anyone here a doctor? And Steve's like, I'm a doctor. And he just starts <laughs> going for the feet. And he's like, aha, yeah. here's the cause. There's a pebble in his shoe. Yes. That's why the car hit him because cars are attracted to people with pebbles in their shoes. I think I, I, think I prefer that to, you know, Steve comes across an unconscious body and just immediately goes for the feet. <laughs> to steal their at shoes. least i wanted to give them like a heroic arc it is a her that you did a very good job thank you he's only gotten into podiatry to steal people's shoes when they're unconscious yep. or dead <laughs> they'd never expect it <laughs> uh but dj and steve continue to look for clues dj destroys an innocent owl how dare she not the owl i know that owl did nothing wrong it was a stuffed owl. She didn't she didn't just kill an owl, yeah. <laughs> we should say. <laughs> I feel like that would go against her Hippocratic Oath yeah. to take care of animals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is not a real owl. She yeah. But if it was, she would have fully murdered it by tearing its head off. Yeah, and then digging out its insides. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Steve is like, oh, there's a sign. And she's like, oh great, read it. And it says, Don't don't touch the owl. Yep. <laughs> Right after she dug out its insides. But speaking of things that are inside other things, they're learning to swaddle the babies. Yay. Whoa, look at that transition from you, Mark. I've taught you well. I'm. Thank you. Fernando gives us the definition of swaddle, which is um, how a confident duck walks. Yeah, he uses a, he's used it in a sentence with Scrooge McDuck. Yep. Who is a very confident duck. I will give him that. He swaddled right out of the money bin. Gotta love Fernando. Just wanted to yes. give him some credit there. Combining swagger and waddle. Beautiful. Yeah. And then the Lamaze instructor's like, no, swaddling is when you like wrap up a baby. <laughs> yeah. And Jimmy's like, oh, you mean like this? And he holds up a perfectly wrapped baby. It's not exactly like that, but I feel like that would have been funnier. Yeah. It's it's pretty much like that. <laughs> It kind of is. It's not exactly like that, but it's basically like that. And it's revealed that Jimmy is really good at wrapping up babies because before he was Jimmy Gibbler, international photographer extraordinaire, he worked at Chipotle. (laughs) Yeah, before he was Jimmy Gibbler, international photographer and possibly super spy, he was Jimmy Gibbler, Chipotle worker and possibly super spy. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that he's like, by day I work at Chipotle. By night, I'm a super spy. 
Yes. I'd like to think that outside of the super spine, he considered Chipotle his career, and then right after that became the international photographer extraordinaire. <laughs> meaning, <laughs> meaning yep. that was a big change in his life. You know, you know, they come at ch- the, these kind of changes. They come at you really quickly. Yeah, you never know where you're going to end up. My next note um, is that brings us to the next scene. Guys, Jay Money did not stay the whole rally. No, what? he came really? back Money? Uh, to watch reruns of, I forget the name of the show. It's called Yes, Dear. Yes, Dear. Yes. Which we, a pop, it was a pop cultural reference so obscure we didn't even know about it. Oh, I knew about it. Oh, you did? Oh. Just because I have, I've never seen it, but there's this weird phenomenon of there are a lot of shows that run like 80 something to 100 episodes that I feel like nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. There are a lot of shows I paraphrasing a phrase from blank check movies that don't exist. There are a lot of shows that feel like TV shows that don't exist shows that run for a really long time, but don't kind of make a big impact on the culture at large. And I just find it fascinating that a show can just like have that like Julia Louis-Dreyfus can be on a show for like 80 episodes and nobody really remembers. Right. (laughs) Yeah, like Seinfeld. I've seen I've seen some episodes of the new adventures of old Christine. This is not at all a statement about of quality about any of these shows. It's just I find it fascinating that there are a lot of these shows that just kind of run for a very long time, but never become huge. And that was our experience with Yes, Dear. Yep. Yeah. Which I guess Jay Money is the biggest fan of. Yes. Yes. Jay Money is a huge fan of Yes, Dear. When did Yes, Dear go off the air? <laughs> uh, I will Google that right now. Yes, Dear ran from 2000 to 2006. Oh, my God. So if Jay Money is like 17 in when did this episode come out? Or maybe he's not 17 if he's like 16, 15. He's, probably, he's a freshman. Uh, yeah, he's a freshman in high school. Hold on. Uh, 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 2018. December 2018 is when the episode came yeah, out. Yeah, okay. So, like, he was a fan of Yes, Dear from a very young age, I presume. <laughs> he was born during the run of Yes, Dear. Yes, Dear ran for 122 episodes. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my whole point. What should Jay Money call his Yes, Dear podcast? Where he... <laughs> Talks about Yes Dear with all of his Yes Dear fr- fan friends. Yes Dear. Yes or Dear. Yes or yes Dear. dear. <laughs> I'm down with yes that. Yesest Dear. Fuck, do we have to do Yesest Dear after we finish Fuller House? God, oh, no. God. Dear oh. God, no. <laughs> you haven't even seen Yes Dear. You don't know if it's bad. That's true. <laughs> but just saying, I do not, not want to be in a podcast called Yesest Dear. <laughs> And be and be trapped into that for 125 episodes. That's fair. Anyway, Ramona and Max come home after the rally. Yeah. And uh, they just so happened to catch the news showed up and they interviewed one of the key organizers. Whoa. And guys, guess <laughs> who the news interviewed? Ramona, like they should have? No. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, Chad Brad Bradley. Was not Chad Brad Bradley. Damn it. It was not uh, Full Full House's Joey Gladstone. Was it Full House's John Stamos? It wasn't John Stamos. Guys, it was Jay Money. (gasps) Oh, wow. He wasn't the key organizer. What are you talking about? He's famous now and he doesn't deserve it. He's famous now and he doesn't deserve it. He takes the credit away from Ramona. He's declared a brave new voice for his generation. Um, Ramona is rightfully angry and leaves. Yeah. And Jamie is like, what you so angry about? I'm just awesome. <laughs> Which he's not. Again, this is why as president in 2024, I promise to bring us into a mediocre age uh, as only a mediocre white man such as myself can and be. And I commend you. And I trust that my cabinet of Harrison and Mark and any other mediocre white man I can find on the street will serve you all in a very mediocre way. I appreciate the Thank bit. You. I don't know if you saw Tyler's text, but we have to pick up the pace. Oh, no. Oh. 
Yeah, we're running out of time. Jesus. Yeah, Never I did mind. Not, All right, let's go. I, let's when, go. when I said I commend you, I was like, we got to move up. 2024. Anyway, guys, Steve can't reach the next clue. Matt fully picks up Gia to reach it because they're just so awesome and fit and hot. And yeah. Steve's like, whoa, they could be ice dancers. And yes. I thought that's a very specific thing you could say about these people. But yep. sure. It's an oddly specific, but very good compliment. Yes. Steve also like turns to DJ and says, Gia's really good at this. Steve is like all in on Gia. Oh, Steve <laughs> is wonderful. I Steve love Steve's wonderful. energy in this escape room. Yeah, but DJ is hurt and they start to they start to argue over who's a real doctor because Steve says, like, we're both doctors. We can solve this. And DJ goes, eh. And it's like, why does this show keep doing a thing where it doesn't think a podiatrist is a real doctor? He's a doctor. Yeah, she does like... She does like a whole thing where it's like, well, you only operate on feet. And we were all like, DJ, you don't operate on humans. <laughs> yeah. Which also doesn't mean she's not a doctor. But but yeah, DJ, like. Like, I'm not saying that either one is not a doctor. I'm just saying if you're yeah. going to call a podiatrist not a doctor, you don't have room to talk as a vet. It's like they wanted him to be a chiropractor. You know, something that is very yeah. clearly not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. but, it, but it has the title of a doctor. I'm a doctor. Of mathematics. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just hate Steve. <laughs> Steve just like has a doctorate in something. They hate yep. feet. This is the anti-Dan Schneider movement of eliminating feet from sitcoms. They hate feet. They're kink shaming. Anyway, back to Lamaze. The instructor tells them to to visualize the birth of their child. Yes. So Kimmy starts reenacting the graphic, horrific <laughs> birth of Ramona. <laughs> Splayed across the backseat of a car, screaming, cursing out Fernando for doing this to her. You did this to me. (laughs) The instructor says, you can visualize silently. And Kimmy's like, there's nothing silent about what happened then. Oh, no. Uh, So she just keeps screaming. And it's like, this is a bad day for Ramona. (laughs) Yep. This is a very bad day for Ramona. This is a rough day for Ramona. And apparently the word spreads as we figure out later yes. on. Um, also, Jimmy is very excited for this scene. You can see him in the background and he is very happy. Oh, yeah, to he's watch very this. into it. Jimmy's doing great. Every once in a while, you can't figure out Jimmy Gibbler, but that adds to his mystique. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jimmy Gibbler, international man of mystery. Yep. We speaking of mystery, we go back to the escape room Gia is vaping. She's yes. just like, she's so cool is the thing. Vape nation. Vaping so is cool. the best. I definitely fiend off of my yeah. friend's jewels. And then we're, we're hip young teens. <laughs> hey guys, we're cool. Walks in, does a kickflip what do you on do, my skateboard. <laughs> vaping sure is cool, but you know what's also cool? Voting. <laughs> So this summer, please vote for me in the primaries of the election. So it's remember. <laughs> I I messed that up, but I'm going to commit with. So it's remember. Vote for Zach Horowitz. Vote for Zach Horowitz. Mark, th- Mark, this is why I made you my vice president. <laughs> it's remember. Yes. <laughs> and remember to vote for the expand, the reduction of vaping restrictions to 15 year olds because I am corrupt. Yes. Yep. Anyway, vote for Zach. Uh, DJ, Gia and yes. Matt solve the final clue. They open the door. Um, they did it. You guys, uh, Lord Nigel, Penny Whistle comes back out and takes a photo of them. Gia and Matt are ecstatic and start making out. DJ and Steve <laughs> are uh, not so happy. But they've escaped the room. Which means they, they can did. get out of this terrible double yep. date. The next scene has, depending on your opinion, either the best opening to any uh, any scene <laughs> on this show that has ever been, oh or the God. worst opening to any scene on oh this show that has God. ever been. Uh, Jay Money walks out, sees Ramona, and says, man, you'll never believe what your mom did with your placenta. <laughs> Ramona very slowly stops eating the cracker she was eating and just puts it down. She's so good. I love these two characters so much. They work so so well together. Who starts a conversation like that? (laughs) Who just walks into a room and is like, hey, what did your mom do with your... Do you know what your mom did with your placenta? Oh, no. You know who starts a conversation like that? Jay Money. 
What do you think Timmy did with the placenta? I know they were implying that she ate it, but there's got to be a better explanation. Well, well no, they said she that... froze it and kept it. Yeah. Ramona, Ramona yeah. after after very slowly putting down her food, she says, "It's behind the ice cube tray. I won't make that mistake again." <gasps> oh yeah. God! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Max runs in saying. They want to interview you about the rally. Ramona is very excited until Max says, not you, Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> Max is also very good in this episode. Max is great, yeah, yeah. I think, I feel like just throughout the series, like I know when we started watching it the first time, at like the very beginning, we all hated this child. But now, like him, J-Money, and Ramona are the best like group of three people that they, they bounce off each other so well. They're oh, yeah. so good. They're very good. I, I really love them. I, they all work together so well. It's just great. I like these characters oh, yeah. a lot. I'm genuinely excited when they're on screen. I genuinely enjoy watching them. Um, but he hands Jay Money the phone. Ramona starts feeding him answers because Jay Money does not know anything. But Jay Money eventually stops and says, No, you don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to the person who really organized this. Ramona Gibbler, she's the voice of a generation and, and you should listen to her. And then there's a really great button to the scene because Ramona picks up the phone and she says, yes, that Ramona Gibbler, the rental car miracle baby. <laughs> yeah. I like that she's a minor celebrity <laughs> and it's it's a great payoff oh. to the horrific scene that happened earlier. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, back to the Lamaz class. Kimmy and Steph start fighting over the baby doll that they're working with, and uh, they rip its head off accidentally. Whoops. <laughs> I guess neither one is the true mother, or else they would have only accepted the whole baby and not half a baby. <laughs> Guys, King Solomon was right. <laughs> yep. And the entire time we're all screaming, hey, Kimmy, hey, Kimmy. This isn't your baby. It's not your baby, Kimmy. Please stop being clingy. I feel like that should be immoral in an episode of a sitcom. <laughs> yes. Kimmy Kimmy reveals that she's scared that she won't be as close with Steph after the baby is born as if she has not watched the rest of the show. <laughs> Steph assures her. No, you're not just my sister's friend now. You're my friend now. You're my weird friend. Yeah. Um, and I did also, I do also want to point out, like, they work together as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're going to see each other. They work to, like, they do everything together. It's not, Kimmy, come, calm down. Calm this down, baby Kimmy isn't exactly right or die. But, but the baby kicks, so they have a nice moment. Mm-hmm. Then next scene, Steph and DJ are are cleaning up after the class. Steve shows up. I really like that Steph says, wow, it's real Dr. Steve. And then she leaves. Yep. Anyway, there's also, uh, but Steve and DJ sort of apologize to each other. There's a line I like a lot where DJ says, well, you know, I'm sorry you, I said you weren't a real doctor. I could have used a podiatrist to get my foot out of my mouth. And Steve says, that's more of an ear, nose, and throat thing. <laughs> I just, I liked that a lot. That was good. Yeah. I liked that. But, you know, they say, DJ reveals she was nervous or she felt bad because Matt just started dating Gia and they already worked so well together. Solving the puzzles in the escape room. Can't you just be happy for them? Yeah. DJ, I guess, can't just be happy for them. Uh, yeah. Steve also points out, like, hey, they're good at puzzles. That doesn't mean anything about real life. Yeah. Um, and DJ's like, yeah, I guess you're right. We're, we're pretty good. <laughs> we're good. She needs the validation of being better than them. She yeah. can't just be happy that her friend and ex-boyfriend who... She cares about dearly, has found love with someone who happens to be very close with her family. Not her, but with her family. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, not her shining moment. Not her shining moment, but they have a nice moment together. Steve says, like, hey, I 
You know, we've been together so long, I know, like, everything about you. You really like meatloaf. Both the food and the artist. Yeah. Yep. And then the episode ends. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I guess means it's time for, uh, to escape this, the final challenge of this escape room, which is Sad Boy of the Week. Yes, this is how we escape the recording of this podcast. Yes, the, the Sad Boy of the Week. Crowning a Sad Boy of the Week is the final The final step. riddle. Uh, so who are our nominees? I believe... I'm trying to think of, like, who could be in Sad Boy Convention. I kind of want to say Steve. I kind of want to say Steve as well. Steve works. Uh, Jay Money. Jay Money. Yeah, Jay Money. Do we want to do, like, Steph or Kimmy? Ah. Uh... My thing about that is I think Kimmy has a better case, but I didn't find her, like, funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. This one didn't really notch it out of the park in terms of sad boys. No. It's a no. perfectly fine episode, but just not no. a lot of sad boys. So do you think it's you think it's a race between Steve and J-Money? I think so. Yeah, okay. let's go with that. Okay. So J-Money doesn't know what the rally is about but is going to go anyway just so he can show off his his uniform um he's aghast when it's revealed that max and tommy dirtied up his uniform until his little brother reveals no we did that to make it look like you've actually played (laughs) so one he's not like actually played and two, Max is smarter and understands things more than J-Money. We have established this before, but it's here again. J-Money <laughs> butts in and takes credit for planning the rally so he can be on the news. I <laughs> There's just something so silly to me about that. I assumed that he just got approached. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was just like, okay. But they were referring to him as, like, the one who planned it, the yeah. voice of a generation. Right. So I, I assume it was like, so, I mean, part of what I find funny is that they were there and they were just like, I don't know, I guess this kid did it. He's white and on the football team. <laughs> that is literally the assumption. Yep. And Jay Money just went, uh, yes, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> uh, he had to go home. <laughs> to watch episodes of a sitcom that had been off the air for 12 years. (laughs) To be fair, I watch a lot of episodes of sitcoms that have been off the air for longer. Yes, we we're not exactly throwing stones. Yeah. Brick house. I I do live in a glass house. Yeah. But still, I think it's very fun that he had to leave to watch Yes, Dear. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't seem to understand how what he did was completely terrible. (laughs) He has to hear the story of what Kimmy Gibbler did with her placenta. Oof. Yes. Yeah. Oof. He doesn't know any of the answers when he gets a call asking for an interview. So he has to full like Serrano de Bergerac it with with Ramona. (laughs) Except instead of love poems it's talking about answering questions on the phone teacher's salaries yeah (laughs) um but then he finally does the right thing tells them it was ramona and and has and gives the phone to her so she can complete the interview now now our good friend stevie hale dr stevie vv hale he has very recently sent foot-shaped chocolates to matt as we find out, he does every year. The same he does for his girlfriend. He does for his quote-unquote platonic male friend. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful. relationship. He's, and I want to point out, he. the implication is he didn't... You know, DJ also says, like, I half believe the reason he moved back to San Francisco was to be closer to you, Matt, not me. <laughs> and also, he didn't, like... They don't say he gave DJ chocolates recently, so he's given more chocolates to Matt than he has to DJ. <laughs> right. He's definitely just as much, if not more, in love with Matt than he is with DJ. Oh, boy. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Speaking of, the second DJ says we should split up, he goes, oh, well, I'll get Matt. <laughs> my good pal, Matt. <laughs> my good friend, Matt. Mr. Matt. 
Dr. Matt Harmon, the Harm Monster. The Harm Monster. Harmon Harmoth, am I right? (laughs) Yes. Very important. He believes a pebble was a major contributor in killing a man when that man was also hit by a car. (laughs) He is just that into feet. (laughs) Maybe it's just he got athlete's foot on the wrestling team. It stuck with him his entire life. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, he immediately comes at Matt and Gia with, they could be ice dancers. And is super all in on Gia, even though his girlfriend hates Gia. <laughs> he gets into an argument about being a real doctor. Even though he is a real doctor, he has to defend himself. <laughs> Nobody thinks he's a real doctor, apparently. Because there was an earlier episode where he said, my mom doesn't think I'm a real doctor. It's great. That's great. I'm trying to remember. Was there anything else sort of towards the end or is that the main thing? He's fully aware that his girlfriend had a crush on meatloaf. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you just want some meatloaf, you know? Do you mean do you mean the food or the or the artist? Both. Sometimes you want to eat meatloaf while listening to meatloaf. (laughs) Or sometimes you want to eat meatloaf. Am I right? Anyway, who do you vote for? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go Steve on this one. I was uh, also thinking Steve. I was also thinking yeah. Steve. All right. Well, that's another win for Steve. I love how we have very little to say about this one. And the sad boy race is just like, yep, yeah. Steve wins. Yep, Steve. I feel like this episode is one where there wasn't really a lot to talk about. Yeah. But no. And, and not in a super, like interesting way where there there have been some episodes where we're like not much happens but also everything happens this was just like it was an okay episode but not not one of our favorites yeah but guys we got through it we got through it together and we had fun i do want to say uh before we end off the episode steve is now currently tied with fernando overall on sad boy leaderboards Ah. and uh what before we end off the episode? Uh, hello, I'm political candidate Zach Horowitz. Vote for me, mediocre white man, 2024. <laughs> we will carve a better mediocre future, so you can be angry about it tomorrow. I'm Zach Horowitz, and I approve this message. Anyway, if we don't have if we don't have any more political statements to share, no, we're good. I just want to say that's bit, that's it for this episode of the Fullest House podcast. Please follow us on social media. We are at Fullest House Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I hope everybody listening has a wonderful day. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and may your babies be swaddled like a Chipotle burrito. Vote Zach Horowitz 2024. 2024 Horowitz.